At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. You're listening to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast with Karen McMahon. We invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience. Heal your heart while refining your character and enable you to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. It's choosing initially that no matter who your spouse is, no matter what bizarre perspectives or out-and-out lies or accusations or insults come out of their mouth, determining for yourself who it is, how you want to react and respond. Because at the end of the day, you may not believe it now, but your spouse becomes relatively irrelevant And you have your own life that you're living the way you choose. And it's actually a wonderful practice during the heat of divorce to begin making those choices so you're not an angry, scattered, resentful, hostile human being because you're the one who suffers from that and your children suffer from that. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. And with me today is Lisa Breck, my business partner and dear friend. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome, Karen. I'm very happy to be here with you. I'm excited about today's topic. We're talking about divorcing consciously, creating a powerful intention. And before we get to that, I just want to give a shout out to a fellow podcaster uh, and colleague of mine, Whispering Harris. Uh, Harris has a podcast called Sleep Whispers. And for those of you going through divorce who find yourself up at night with your monkey mind keeping you awake, and um, like me, you may have tried a lot of different ways of distracting your mind and falling asleep. Harris has uh, Sleep Whispers, a podcast that is whispered readings and ramblings for relaxation and sleeping. And if you're struggling falling asleep, then 
then this podcast is for you. It's 100% gentle whisperings of bedtime stories, guided relaxation, and even fun trivia questions and interesting Wikipedia articles. I was listening to one and he was uh, walking through uh, a recipe and the story behind the recipe and um, and it actually put me to sleep. So uh, sleepwhisperers.com, or you can go to whatever your favorite podcast platform is and uh, look up Sleep Whispers, sleepwhispers.com, Sleep Whispers, and tune in and see if that helps you sleep at night. So uh, that's our shout out for Harris. Now, Back to the business of our JBD team talks. Divorcing consciously, creating a powerful intention. Uh, you know, Lise, we've talked about how busy a season divorce is and how chaotic it is. And so let's chat a little bit about what people end up doing with all of that chaos and how it may or may not serve them. Karen, you hit it on the head when you say the divorce season is chaotic. And it's not only chaotic, it's emotionally disruptive, to say the least. Uh, While you're packing, while you're getting paperwork together, while you're figuring out who to say to what, while you're looking for a new home or trying to sell your existing There's just so many things going on and your emotions are ricocheting all over the place. It's it's painful. And what everybody who's going through divorce notices is when your emotions are all over and you're going between rage and anger and hurt and grieving, that the emotions tend to drag you around by the nose rather than you having a center from which to see these emotions arise and pass because they always do arise and pass. And there's so many triggers while you're divorcing that at any moment you can get a text, you can get an email, and all of a sudden you're in a a very, very heightened emotional state. And so working with clients, I've discovered that when our clients determine in advance of being triggered, how they want to, what attributes they want to live their divorce through. And I know it's an odd way to look at things initially, But if we think of attributes, if you think of, as our listener, if you think of attributes that you're living your divorce through, you might come up with, I'm scattered, I'm angry, I'm resentful, I'm hurt, I'm scared, I'm happy, I'm relieved. But there's a question, like, Do I want to be all those things? Like if there was a foundation that I wanted to navigate this divorce through, what would that foundation be? And Karen, when I ask that, what words come to your mind? What archetypes or 
ways of being do you think of? Um, actually, the, the two words that come to mind for me is um, with grace um, and with dignity. And as many of our listeners know, I came from a very high conflict situation. And so having grace and mercy was not something that came easily, but uh, allowed me to um, uh, respect the person I was being through the divorce, or at least trying to be. And, um, and dignity was about taking the high road. Like one thing I always say to my kids is never let somebody else's behavior determine yours. And so regardless of what was happening on the other side, choosing grace and dignity was, were my, were my guiding principles going through divorce. That's exactly it. It's choosing initially that no matter who your spouse is, no matter what bizarre perspectives or out and out lies or accusations or insults come out of their mouth, determining for yourself who it is, how you want to react and respond. Because at the end of the day, you may not believe it now, but your spouse becomes relatively irrelevant and you have your own life that you're living the way you choose. And it's actually a wonderful practice during the heat of divorce to begin making those choices so you're not an angry, scattered, resentful, hostile human being because you're the one who suffers from that and your children suffer from that. And actually... Everyone around you suffers from that versus, I love your two words. Uh, you said dignity and, and, and grace. grace. And there's a whole world. I know I do this practice every morning and I find it helpful because divorce comes and goes, yet life still throws up challenges. So one might want to meet those challenges with flexibility, with acceptance, with love, with kindness, with tolerance, with joy, with humor, with presence. Presence. That's a great one. Uh, with intelligence, with tranquility. You know, there are numerous archetypes or, or values that we can use to say, this is who I want to be. This is what I want to manifest while I do all of the things that the season of divorce requests I do. I, I love that idea because what, what we're talking about here is setting an intention. And so I want to say two things about this. Number one, I did not have grace and dignity every day of my divorce. Um, and because I was so, uh, Carrie Doubts talks about um, changing self-condemnation or self-criticism into self-compassion. So I was very self-critical. Um, not very self-compassionate, and I was very sloppy in my intention for grace and dignity, but it was a beacon. It was something for me to constantly um, 
focus on and head toward. And then it's so important because we're imperfect beings that every day when you don't hit the mark, um, to be self-compassionate, to know that simply setting the intention does guide us. And then, uh, as with all of life, it's like every day, every situation gives us an opportunity to grow and stretch and also to learn where we still need to grow and stretch. And so that's the sloppiness of it. And, and the sloppiness sounds a little bit like the self-judgment again. Um, because we can also look at it like when you first go to the gym and you're building up strength, you might be working with five pound weights and you're not going to get to those 20 pound weights if that's your goal at some point without going through the five ten, five pound, the eight pound, the 10 pound and moving up slowly. And it's the same thing. It takes muscle for intention to become manifestation. So when you're having, when, when you're hearing something coming out of the mouth of your spouse and you recognize that to you, it is a blatant lie. It is just insulting and offensive. You can be angry or you can notice anger flare and at that point say, okay, I feel the anger, but who do I want to be in the face of this anger? And if tranquility or calm, let's say, is your intention for that day, what you can do is you can say, I hear your perspective on that. That's it. To not engage, to not fight, to not defend, because really, once you get into the engaging and the fighting and defending, forget being tranquility, forget being calm, and forget having, I don't know how many of you who's listening have had this experience. Kara, I know who you have. I know I have. But walking away from an interaction that went south really quick and just saying, why did I do that? That was useless. I am so upset. My stomach hurts. I have a headache. And for what benefit? You know, he or she is stuck. But I don't need to keep doing that same dance. I don't need to be stuck. And I have to say that from all of the people we've seen navigating divorce, that stuckness, it never supports their case coming out well. It never supports lowering their legal bills. And it never makes the divorce quicker. I, you know, we work, of course, with so, so much on emotional energy. And the, as you're speaking, the thing that comes to mind is it's so easy to go to judgment, um, especially when you're having a verbal conflict or your soon-to-be ex is doing something that's displeasing to you. And as, as we know, the more judgment you have, the more you, you dip into that conflict reaction. And so part of it, and that's why grace was one of my words, is, you know, if I could always realize that 
regardless of how displeasing my soon-to-be ex was being, that he was in his own fear, he was in his own desire, he was in his own anger, he was just in his own story. And and when we can disconnect from them being bad, now behavior can be displeasing, but if we could disconnect from all the judgment, and each of you will have your own words flying through your mind right now, um, and just um, let go of that, I think that that, for me, is the place where I can have enough space to say, who do I want to be in this moment? And it used to be my, my ex and, and then it was my, my snarky teenagers or my emerging adults or my, my, you know, different people in my community that I might've been triggered by. So it's the kind of thing that, that intention doesn't just follow you through your divorce. It follows you in such a, it guides you in such a beautiful way through everything that life is going to throw at you. And life certainly has its twists and turns. Um, that's one of the reasons I love flexibility mm. because uh, very often you start a day thinking it's going to go a certain way and it doesn't go exactly that way or it doesn't go a way that's anything like the way you thought. And when flexibility is one of the characteristics that you want to be as you navigate your day, then you can more easily give up. Uh, you can give up what you thought was going to happen and you can get in line with what actually is happening. And so you can be more in step with reality and less fighting against it. I, I joke and I say the only reason fish swim against the current is when they're going upstream to lay eggs and they usually die after they do it. So really figuring out a way to go with the current is, is a much more effective use of energy and it leads to greater tranquility. So even though there are uh, upsets during the day, instead of using the upset to get angry or fearful, and these emotions, by the way, they come up. We can't stop them from coming up, but we don't have to be those emotions. We can have them, we can note them, all the while while we're being flexibility. And then when the emotion clears, you know, it's a great question is, okay, what can I do in these circumstances? Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy to digest guide with five essential tips that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to divorcerecoverylifeline.com and grab your Divorce Survival Kit today. Yeah, so you're really describing turning it around and before you start the doing, that comes with whatever the circumstance or response to the person is, it, you take a moment to check in with your being, with who you want to be in that moment. And uh, 
And that's really powerful because it brings you right to this level of consciousness, this level of intentionality. And with the swarm of the storm of divorce, there's so many, it's like, it's, if you're ADD, right? It's like, there's so many different things you can look at all the time. But if you first just get centered with, okay, I feel myself triggered. I feel whatever those emotions coming up. And then the question is just so simple. It's like, who do I want to be in this moment? Exactly. So then upsets become setups to be more conscious about who you're being and how you're interacting. Um, I have an example. I have a client who is actively, uh, right now, he's living in the same house as his spouse. And he's paying all of the bills, the fixed bills like he has during the whole marriage. And he's also funding a account for discretionary spending, sort of food, clothing, miscellany. And there's a consistent complaint that he's not finding it enough. So he reached out to his spouse. He, he took a deep breath because at first he felt, he felt anger. He, he stopped being angry. He felt anger and he thought, okay, what do I want out of this? So here he's being flexible. Um, and he's saying, I'm going to reach out to her. I'm going to ask her what she believes the shortfall is. And uh, let's get together to talk about how to make it up so it doesn't exist anymore. And he sent out this email. And the response he got back was an absolute written attack on his inadequacies. And again, he looked at it and he recognized something. He recognized that I don't have to respond. I can be flexible in a different way. I can let it go by me. I don't have to have it whack in my face and then go in fighting. So he said, I'm gonna be flexible. I'm going to be kind to himself. Forget about being kind to her, but I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm, I'm going to write back and say, I understand that's how you feel. And when can we get together to take a look at what the shortfall is and look at a solution for how to fix this thing that seems to be an issue between us? And so he's still waiting for a response. She may never get back to him with anything positive, but he is not experiencing the kind of upsets that he takes to work and then he can't function well at work. Or he takes to interacting with the kids. So he's thinking about his soon-to-be ex instead of being present in the moment when he is being with the children. So and there's, there's so many invitations to conflict that we get during divorce. And what I love about that is um, if you're not slowing down your thoughts enough and being conscious and setting this intention of how you want to be, you, you just take the invitation. You just, you just jump into the mud pit. Uh, and yet, when you have that space, right, which is our step one in, in our 12-step program, creating the space to curb the conflict, you have the opportunity to then 
reconnect with who you want to be. And I love that the invitation came. I'm sure there was plenty he could have said. Um, and at the end of the day, it would not have moved him closer to what he wanted. It would not have served him. And it also, as we know, for those of us who've done it many times, it goes no place. Everybody goes down the toilet together and, and nothing is um, nothing is accomplished. So I love that example. This is a perfect example in the face of whatever displeasing behavior, setting an intention, honoring your intention and you um, only takes one. And we do know when we get into that mud pit, like you're saying, we're just as muddy. We, we may not like our spouse's behavior, but when we jump in, yep. we are behaving just like them. Absolutely. And when we are conscious and when we do set that intention, we create this wonderful, you've mentioned it before, this wonderful space, this distance where we can say to ourselves, wait, who do I want to be in this situation? How do I want to respond? And over time, as we go to the gym of awareness, as we go to the gym of consciousness, and we are lifting, we get quicker and quicker and stronger and stronger into setting these intentions for how I want to show up. It also tends to tone down conflict. Absolutely, because you're not conflicted. Right. And you're not participating. I always think of, I always envision this like can of gasoline and going over to this um, little fire that you really want to go out and just dousing it with gasoline because you're reacting. And, and then it becomes a bonfire and then flames kick out and they burn you and they burn him or her and, you know, and nothing good is coming from it. So I, I, um, yeah, I love the gym, the gym of consciousness too. I think that that's, that's so perfect. Yeah. So we're talking about divorcing consciously and, um, and what comes to mind for me is, uh, you feel out of control when you're going through divorce because the process is out of your control and your ex soon to be ex is out of your control. And the way to divorce consciously is to focus on the thing that you have control over. And so many of us enter divorce with the tail wagging the dog and the emotions driving what we're doing and creating more havoc and more chaos. And, you know, we say at Journey Beyond Divorce that divorce is painful. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to suffer. Suffering is a choice that you make. And the choice to not suffer is to be intentional, to raise your level of conscious awareness of you and how you're engaging and to be more intentional. And I love the examples of different words that uh, people could use. And I just really want to challenge all of you who are listening right now, um, pick your intention, um, one, two, three words, three ways of being, and, uh, you know, write them out, print them out, put them on your refrigerator, put them on your computer where you're working and, and, whatever you need to do for that to be your reminder so that in the moment of um, being triggered, you can step back, create that space and show up in a way that's going to really honor who you want to be as you navigate this divorce. 
Exactly. And you can even put them uh, on little pieces of paper in your pockets. So if you're out and about and you reach into your pocket, it's like, wait, what's this? Oh, flexibility or, oh, kindness Mm. or, oh, faith. I'm going to live in, I'm going to be faith today instead of what am I being now? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm totally being fear and I'm not enjoying it. So let me, I feel my fear. I'm the one feeling fear, but I'm going to be faith in the face of that fear. And don't feel you have to have the same three or four archetypes or values every day, given what the day is going to bring. Let's say you know you've got to pick the kids up at school and you're going to be at work today and then you're going to be talking to the, your attorney uh, and it may be PTA night in the evening. And so one of the attributes for that day is I'm going to be efficiency today. You know, I'm going to be dignity and efficiency and, and kindness because I know I have a tendency to beat myself up and that's not going to help me today. So really, really play with all these different attributes that you can choose. Look at your schedule for that day or pay attention to what unexpected things have been showing up and tailor your intention for being to your circumstances. And you really can't lose with all of these great archetypes of being that are are positive and healthy. And if you happen to be um, uh, self-critical, write down all of your criticisms of yourself and then look for the opposite word, right? Like what you want to move from, I don't like when I behave this way to, and, and that will begin to inform some of the attributes that you want to focus on. Because so often our clients know so much more about what they don't want than what they do want. And so writing down the don't want will, will bring you to the awareness of the do want. And for those of you who respond more internally to images rather than words, if tranquility uh, is one of the words you're thinking of, think of yourself in a tranquil, imagine yourself in a tranquil situation and then call upon that image when you are in fury or when you are in fear and use that image to remind yourself, okay, I'm feeling this, but this is the attribute I want to be while I'm experiencing my temporary fear. And there, there's something that I've heard myself say to clients recently that surprised me when it first came out of my mouth. And the more I said it, the more I realized it was actually very accurate. And that is, after a while, once you start getting the hang of divorcing and living consciously, what your spouse says or who your spouse is stuck being becomes rather irrelevant. It just becomes 
not that important because when you are really crystal clear and keeping your focus on who you are being, that's really what's driving your life. And when you get to the point you're doing that, you are really divorcing from your spouse. On a much deeper level. Much, much deeper level. You know, I, I was reading one of the books I was reading recently that made a distinction between divorcing from someone and divorced to someone. And the divorce to is when your behavior and their behavior is, is lockstep. Yep. You may not be married anymore, but you haven't made the separation between I'm over here with my values, with my way of responding, and he or she is over here with her values and her way of responding. And we are separated. We are divorced from each other. And for the divorce to be the healthiest, for your next chapter to be the healthiest, to be intentional, to be conscious enough to take this, I was married to, and now I'm divorced from, really sets you on a path to, to freedom and to whatever attributes of being that you choose to take on while you're busy doing life. So I, I, I love the message, divorcing, um, divorcing consciously, creating a powerful intention, uh, we want to invite you to create that intention, to have that list of attributes, and to step away from today's podcast, really looking and being different in each and every interaction that you have. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me today. Um, another shout out to Harris, Sleep Whispers, go check him out. And we'll be back again with another version, another episode of JVD Team Talks. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Look forward to it. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. At Journey Beyond Divorce, we know that sometimes the most powerful support we can offer is to help you process the storm of emotions you're experiencing and gently challenge the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. The way Karen delivers her program is that she validates the feelings, the emotions, the ups, the downs. She hones in on the specifics that really talk to that particular person when they're going through this crazy emotional time. Let us be a beacon in the midst of this crazy emotional time. Book a free lifeline call with us to help lift the fog and begin practicing new ways of thinking, being, and doing that better support you as you journey through and beyond divorce.
our gift to you is taking that first step with you on your free Rapid Relief Lifeline call, where we help you navigate the emotional and logistical turbulence of separation and divorce. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call.